Welcome to Truth and Love Podcast, Episode 4. Hi, I'm Mario, and this is my lovely wife, Kenzie. <laughs> Hi, and everyone. We're excited to be back um, just to fill you in on how we've been and how things have been going. Um, we're still newlyweds and still still going strong after these three months. Um, lots <laughs> of things going on at home. Um, we're settling in. Our home renovations are... Uh, they're they're getting there. They've been they've been interesting, but all in all, we are we are grateful to have a home and um, just to have um, you know the neighborhood we have and just wonderful neighbors and and we're blessed. So and um, we do have an awesome neighborhood. We do. We really do. Lots of people from our parish, and and it's really cool. So we have been very busy with everything going along with truth and love as well and we if you noticed recently updated the website and so you can go ahead and check out truthinlove.org that's truth-in-love.org and you can see the updates and it features a link to our podcast along with updated images and layout and uh, also our blog which we will be blogging a little bit more on. So for some of you, you probably found us from meeting us at The Fest, which is a big Christian concert at the local seminary, and it is just a really awesome day. Uh, 40,000 people go, and there are games and family activities and concerts, and it's just a really awesome experience and then at the end of the night there is a mass outdoor mass that is just a really unique experience so we had a booth here so we were able to meet a lot of new people make new connections and it was really awesome yeah it was a lot of fun um it's just cool to be able to share our our vision with truth and love and you know be able to talk to people and just you know, we heard the comments so many times like, oh, you know, this this is such a, this is so needed nowadays, and, and it, it really is, and um, we're just, we're excited about it. So we had a, like, a question box, and people would fill out questions they had or things they would want us to talk about, um, and we're going to start with the first one. Yeah, and then some of the topics that were requested we are going to incorporate in some of our future podcasts, but there were a few questions that were a little bit more detailed and, and more specifically geared toward certain situations, so we thought it would be really cool to share our thoughts and our answers on it on the show today. Okay, so question one. I want him to grow in faith more and more, but as he goes to college, having me be there for him more than through the phone, how can I have him know that I will continue to walk in faith with him? So this sounds like a situation where a couple is dating and one of them is going away to college and um, 
they're trying to still be there for each other and be connected, but it's definitely a challenge being long distance. So what would you say, Mario, in terms of how this person can let him know that she will continue to walk in faith with them, even when they're away? Well, there should already be um, a certain level of trust in the relationship. And as far as, you know, one person is saying they're going to do something, they can count on the other person um, fulfilling that and coming through with their word. In this case, you know, they, they will continue to be there for them um, and, you know, continue to strengthen them in their faith journey. And, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, in relationships like this, they're pure. And if they're not, they it's a good opportunity to start practicing that. And it can be good with, with some distance and with, with one of the, um, one person in the relationship a little further away, um, especially that time of life, you're transitioning and getting into new things. You're meeting new people, which that may be the fear. I kind of, that's kind of what I'm grasping from this question. Um, and I think it's just important to just be honest with each other and, and, and I think, you know, having communication but not going um, overboard. I mean, you're starting school, you're going to be studying, you're going to be busy. But just, you know, being there, even if it's just a text message with maybe a scripture verse or, you know, you send them like an, you send them something like a, like an old school letter, like a snail mail letter with just, you know, something kind in there, a little love letter. You know, things like that. I don't think you have to do um, these gigantic things, but I think just all the little things, they add up over time, and those are important to keep doing. And if they're not doing them, it's a good time to start doing them. I agree, and I think you were really good at that, Mario, giving me physical letters. I think there's something that's to be said about an actual card or letter, something handwritten that is very different than talking on the phone or FaceTime or something dealing with technology. Because I think that's our natural tendency, wouldn't you say? If somebody goes yeah. away, you think, oh, we'll call each other. We'll go on Facebook, FaceTime. Instagram, FaceTime. Yeah. And I think a special way to reach out is through letters or messages. And I know when we had spans of times during when we were dating, that we were away from each other because I did a lot of traveling for some reason when we were dating. I was gone a lot. And what Mario would do was each day for that span of time I was gone, you know, even if it was two weeks, he'd have a little letter for me each day. And then I did the same back. And it was just really cool to be able to open those letters and just know that they're thinking of you uh, throughout the day. Uh, also, I agree with, with what you were saying, Mario, about scripture verses and um and just incorporating that into your daily talking and everything like that but uh the other thing I was going to say is I mean it's definitely a challenge when one person goes to college and you're hoping they know that you're there for them and it, it's difficult you know because college from what I've experienced and what I've seen college is a time where people can really go off the path that they were on prior to college and, and this could be a good thing or a bad thing and in a lot of ways it's a bad thing and that's the problem 
with college these days. There's so much temptation. You're away from your parents for the first time. You're away from your friends. You're away from your faith community if you were involved with one. And that's a scary thing when you're in a relationship and you're at home and you still have those resources, don't you think? Yeah. And so I guess in my opinion in this situation, if you're trying to let this person who's away know that you're still there for them, you're still walking in faith with them, first thing, pray, of course. That's a given. Just continue to keep your life spiritually sound. Keep up your relationship with Christ and um, and those actions because you can't control what they're going to do when they go to college. Mm-hmm. And I think we've both been in relationships where we thought, okay, you know, just because I feel a certain way, that means this person is going to feel this way too. And you really can't control other people. You just have to keep yourself spiritually sound and, and ready and prepared and, um, and make your actions, you know, reflect those of the teachings of the church. And beyond that, you know, uh, keeping in communication is good planning times to get together, planning times yeah. for prayer. And that's, that's really all you can do. You can't control somebody. You can't make them know that you're there for them because there's so many distractions and you just have to trust that, you know, if, if it's God's plan for you to be together, that will fall into place naturally. And you just have to keep yourself spiritually sound and I keep repeating that because it's so true and I think often we we forget that so we do yeah focus on yourself and naturally through that you will be able to have that love and joy reflected back to that person in that relationship absolutely so the next question how much is healthy to sacrifice to your partner when do you know when you have to change so much about your too much about yourself to be with them or if you are not changing enough? Um, this is really good and I I know we've had this conversation before. Um, you know, well in a relationship, first of all, I mean there's going to be a level of sacrifice. Now maybe there's and there's two questions going on. So maybe start with the first. We can how start much, with the sacrifice. How sure. much is healthy to sacrifice? What would you say to that? Well, you're going to have to give up a little something. You're going to have to give up um, a little bit of free time. You know, some things you may do now. If you you know play video games for six hours, you might have to cut it down <laughs> to five hours. Or if you... Um, you know, you watch TV for a few hours, you might have to, you know, give that up or you might have to, um, you know, cut back on some things you're spending on so you can afford to, you know, to go out on dates and to do fun things and, you know, be able to surprise the other person. So how do you know when you're sacrificing to the extent of it being unhealthy? Well, I think once it starts starts causing some sort of um, pain or stress, you know, to the point of, you know, you're, you're feeling unstable about it or it's, it's really wearing you down, um, that could be too much. I mean, if you're losing, you're staying up all night, you're not doing um, your, your work that you need to do or your studies, 
and then you're having trouble getting up the next day, you may have to um, just set a better schedule and you're going to have to sacrifice a little time here and there, but at the same time, you, you, you just have to limit yourself. I mean, you can't, you can't wear yourself out to the point of, you know, getting sick because that's not good either. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think too, I mean, love is sacrifice. We're shown that with Christ's example of sacrifice and how he gave his entire life out of love for us. So I think sometimes naturally we have this instinct when we love somebody to just sacrifice it all. But I think to me, you know, if, if, if you feel that the sacrifices you are making are either leading you to sin or causing you to become distracted or, like you said, they're causing you to have the other areas in your life weaker, that's when you really have to take a look at it and say, okay, what am I what am I sacrificing that's causing these other areas to fail? Because ultimately you want a very balanced life. You want each aspect of your life to be balanced and good and stable. And so, and I think your partner would want that too. So if you're sacrificing too much, that's going to affect your partner as well. It's just naturally going to happen. So Yeah, but I, I think too, in addition to all those things, um, you know, if one person's a lot, if someone's more spiritually fit than the other, and the person who is maybe just, you know, new, new to Christ, you know, they haven't had a relationship with him before, and this is all, it, you know, it can be a bit overwhelming, especially if the other person's really excited and they're on fire for the Lord, and they want to share that, and the other person really cares about them and they want to reciprocate that excitement but sometimes they just feel like this is too much all at once i think just being honest and just saying like you know i'm, I'm really into this i'm interested i i want this but i also just i need to like just digest it in my pace too mm -hmm. because it might just be a lot i mean like when you you, you have a new life in christ you're, you're making all these new changes and then if there's additional things like a job change or um, some sort of transition in life, you know, that adds, that already adds a hint of stress. Mm -hmm. And now you have this new additional um, spiritual life that, you know, you're developing and, and it could be a lot at once. So I think just being honest with each other and, and letting the other person know, like, what you're thinking and what, and what you're feeling and not, not keeping it in and trying to guess yeah. what they're thinking about. Even if it's difficult. I mean, sometimes you have to have that difficult conversation where you say, this is affecting me, or this is too much for me, or this is, you know, not healthy for me, or causing me pain or stress. And again, I think your partner would want to know those things and hear them from you versus having that miscommunication and ending up in a difficult situation. So then the second part of the question, when do you know when you have to change too much about yourself to be with them or if you are not changing enough? So yeah, just kind of what, um, I guess they kind of go pretty close together. Um, you know, if you're not changing enough, you know, there's almost a, there's going to be a certain level of expectation and, um, you know, obviously... If your partners or you're together, there's there's some attraction. Hopefully, it's it's beyond just physical attraction. And you know, 
knowing if you're not changing enough, I mean, you can kind of tell. I mean, if you're if you're seeking God and you're seeking to have more of Him in your life, and that's what you want, you'll definitely start to um, to feel and, and pick up where there's some areas in your life that you need to work on and it may not come all at once but if you're really serious about um, your partner and if there's someone who's you know committed to Christ you'll you'll naturally look into that more and you'll want to know more about um, why they are the way they are and that will give you a lot of answers right there mm -hmm. yeah when I in looking at this question, I'm, I'm focusing on the little part uh, when you have to change too much about yourself to be with them. And I think that really sticks out to me because I don't think you should have to change yourself to be with somebody. Right. Uh, I think if somebody influences you in a very positive way, that's a great thing and that's what's supposed to happen in a sure. healthy relationship. You bring out the best in each other and you can bring Christ to each other. That's the point. But I think... At the, in the same way, you know, changing yourself to be with somebody is a very dangerous way to look at it and a dangerous place to be. You don't want to alter yourself or your beliefs to be with somebody. You want to grow in your faith. You want to grow in your relationship with Christ. And if, if that's what that person is helping you do and, and you're naturally changing from that, well, then that is a good thing. But if you feel like there's these things you're changing just so you can be with them, then that's where it's, in my opinion, getting to be a little bit unhealthy. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. And I think people are in our lives for certain seasons as well. Sometimes it's only a matter of, you know, just, you know, there's people in my life that, that led me to Christ and I don't know where they are today and that's fine. And I think the same thing happens too. Where you know, if someone is sharing, sharing the Lord with you, I mean, you you have a special connection with them, but you don't necessarily have to, um, you know, be. If it's if circumstances allow, you don't have to be with that person. I mean, it's an exciting time. You're you're changing your life. You're excited. If you have this transformation going on, and this person is there, and all these feelings are you're running wild within you, you're naturally going to be more attracted to that person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very true. And then if you're not changing enough, again, I'd, I don't think you have to feel like you have to change yourself. Somebody who is right for you is going to be a good fit in the place that you're at where you are right now, not where you need to change or alter or put in all this work. It should be right for where you're at in your life at that moment, uh, which is something important. And then one more thing I just want to caution everyone about, because I know in my life it has happened where, you know, I'll meet somebody and I'll, I will be very strong in my beliefs. And then they will question my beliefs and start to change them. For instance, years ago, I, uh, you know, well, growing up, my family never was one of those families that was very militant about going to church every single Sunday. You know, we knew it was a sin and wrong, but we didn't think it was that bad just because, you know, it's not it's not like we murdered anybody, you know. It's not dramatic, but 
you know, it's still sinful to neglect to go to church on Sunday. So eventually when I started becoming more involved in Life Teen, it became something that was very important to me and it was something that I just did. Every single weekend, or every Sunday, um, I would make it to Mass and at the time I had been going to daily Mass often and things were great and, you know, at that point in my life, I, I just knew that nothing in the entire world would ever make me not go to Mass on Sunday. I just thought, okay, if I don't go on Sunday, that's a sin, and I, I could never not go. So this one day I had a friend who, you know, was very active in their church and everything, and um, it was Sunday, and we were hanging out that day, and I said something about church, Somehow the topic of church or mass came up about what time we were going, and it didn't really fit in with the other plans that were going on that day. And, you know, this person said, well, we really don't have to go on Sunday. And then started kind of twisting it and, and using, you know, random scripture verses to kind of justify the situation. And then in my head I thought, well, okay, I feel like he's kind of wrong about it, but if he's saying that and he's very active in church, well, then... I guess it doesn't really apply to me anymore. And then after that, for quite a while, I kind of became a lot more lax about mass attendance on Sundays. And it wasn't till quite a while after that I reeled myself back in and, and thought, okay, this was crazy. You know, I let this person manipulate my thinking in this way. And so, and I changed myself for them because I just had this, you know, I put them on this pedestal that, they were right and they knew everything and I needed to change to be a fit for them and obviously that was not the best route to go. So again, as with everything, focus on your personal relationship with Christ and then your relationships with other people will flow easily with that. Yes. So our final question. Final question of the day. In a relationship with a non-Christian, should they convert before marriage? How to share Christ with them? Good question. Well, my my um my comment quickly. Um, you know, I just think like I, I think of our relationship and just how difficult it would be. I think it's one thing if you're lax in your faith and you don't necessarily um, have a strong belief system then it's easy when the other person says, oh, I don't want to go to church, or, eh, I don't really believe that. And then you start to think, well, maybe they're right. and Maybe I don't want to go to church. I want to sleep in and do nothing this morning. And I think that's where, you know, being equally yoked, um, it's important. And it's just, I don't know, it's, it's difficult when one person is really strong in their faith and the other person is not. Um, I think if both people are not strong in their faith and one is Christian and the other one is not, I don't think that'll even make much of a difference. But if someone is strong in their faith and they believe what the church teaches and they meet someone, well, they, they need to be honest with themselves and then be honest with the person that, you know, this might be difficult. Um, you know, they're uncomfortable about um, you know, their maybe lack of faith. And I think just being honest in that situation is is the most important thing, being honest and not trying to force the relationship. Yeah, very true. And I think 
Okay, so the first thing I think is, why are you in a relationship with a non-Christian? Now that may sound harsh, but the thing is, if you are a Christian or a Catholic, and that, that's what you believe, that's your belief system, and you're going to be with somebody, potentially marry them, and they don't have that belief system, why are you with them? Are you with them because they have an awesome personality? Great, but is their personality going to get you to heaven? You know, are you with them because they're nice? Well, lots of people are nice. Is that going to get you to heaven? I mean, really be thinking of that. Is this person going to help me grow in my faith? Now, I've heard situations where people who have been really strong, active Catholics have married non-Christians or atheists, you know, people of different religious beliefs included. And things have ended up going really well for them in those circumstances, but I think they're very few and far between, and the situation's very unique. And I think there, in some ways, there there is some sort of commonality in their morals, whether or not they, you know, outright know it or not. Um, so first of all, I would say, really, really reflect on that because. It's just very hard when you do not have religion and God and Christ to fall to when you are both, you know, facing difficulties or struggles. You need that common ground. You need that core belief system. Or how are you going to be on the same page? How are you going to raise children and teach them right and wrong when you both have a totally different view of right and wrong? That's why kids are so confused all the time because they have one parent telling them one thing another telling them another thing. So when they want to try to get what they want, they just go to the parent who thinks that's okay, and that's how they learn how to manipulate people. That's what happens. So Christ designed marriage to be something that is going to be, you know, bringing everybody closer to him. It's going to raise children to be people who are moral and and have good character. And when you have two people teaching completely different values, that's going to cause some division. Yes. Uh, so in terms of should they convert before marriage? Well, I guess absolutely they should convert if their heart has been changed and they yeah. believe what you believe. They're, they're Christian now. Yeah, of course they should convert. And so then you can get married in the church and, and that is great. Now, if they have their whatever you know view or a religious belief that they have, it's it's not Christian, and they're going to go through RCIA, you know, have the whole conversion, you know, the different ceremonies, be baptized and everything like that. But they really don't believe it. They're just doing it to marry you or for the, you know, the show of it. I would say probably not because that's like a lie. You know, if yeah. you're just going along through it, why bother? For sure. So, yeah, if their heart has changed and they believe it, convert and try to convert before marriage. Uh, if not, I would say don't lie. You know, if you don't believe it, don't don't pretend just so you can be with somebody. Again, that goes back to changing. You shouldn't have to change. You should focus on your individual relationship with Christ. So I would put that to prayer. Think, is this something that's going to lead me closer to Christ? Is this something I really, in the core of my heart, believe is a good, true fit? You know, and only you can know, know that. But really reflect on that one.
So how do you share Christ with them? What would you say, Mario, if, if one person, if the person you're dating doesn't believe, how do you share that with them? Especially if they're not open to it, what would you say? Yeah, if they weren't even open to going to church with me or even beyond that, just talking about God, um, you know, sharing Christ by our actions is great. But I do think if in relationship situation, you, you need to go deeper. And if it's, if it's causing that much strife and tension right away, like you said, it's just not, it's not going to work. Um, it's going to be difficult for both people. And why are you forcing it if it's just not naturally coming together? So I would share Christ with the person in, in small ways. I, you know, do like St. Francis and, you know, speak the gospel, but use words when necessary. And basically by your actions, showing that you are a Christian um, that's always a good start, but, you know, even going, you have to go a little deeper, though. If this is someone that you're really serious about or you're really interested in, you, know, you, you have to open up a bit more. And, um, you know, I, I'd share some scripture with them and see if they're open and receptive to it. And if not, maybe, you know, fall back for a little while. And then, you know, maybe when you leave them a little note or send them a letter, you can just have a little scripture verse on it. And, that way you're not, like, pumping it down this person's throat, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I guess to me, I think all of us should be so deeply in love and devoted to Christ that it's impossible for us not to share that. Because I think if you if you look at anybody who's really on fire for Christ, who really dives into Scripture, who really aligns their actions and their entire lives with you know Christ's teachings they they can't hide it you know it's the whole city on a hill concept or the lamp what, what is that the lamp cannot be hidden yes you know it, you can't hide that light and so I think as long as you are just really fully running towards Christ with everything you have and we all need to do this and we need to get better at this you know, when we're running that race and we're, and we're on fire, that is going to naturally be shared with the world because it's this big, huge light that's impossible to hide. So, but if you're trying to find a specific way to share it, um, as Mario said, actions, of course, are huge. I think another thing is to get them involved. Pray with them if hopefully they're open to that. Uh, try different forms of prayer, maybe just have, you know, some modern Christian music on the radio or listen to a Catholic podcast, something just very light, maybe, if, if that's what yeah. you're looking to do to share Christ with them. Invite them to church, of course, with you. Uh, if they are opposed to these things, again, I would question the relationship. But if not, you know, if they're open to it, bring them along. Bring them right by your side, you know, be together, do it together, learn and grow together. You can always grow, you know, challenge each other, mm. research different, you know, th the reason behind certain teachings that confuse you or read a book together. That's one thing Mario was great at suggesting. We did that a lot when we were dating. Um, it'd be nice to read more, but 
yeah, just run the race together. So those are our questions for now. And we thank everybody who wrote into the box. I think some people were confused and just wrote their name and number in the box. So we didn't get as many questions as we hoped. But if you have any questions or thoughts or topics that you would like to have us discuss on the show, we would love for you to send us an email at truthandloveorg at gmail.com. So let me say that again. Truthinloveorg, O-R-G at gmail.com and there's no dashes in the email address uh, and then again the website is truth-in-love.org simple enough right simple enough dear <laughs> all right well thank you again for listening to our podcast we hope that this at least gives you something to think about if anything and we'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions so feel free to email those to us as well and we hope you have a wonderful week we will talk to you in the next episode thanks guys god bless you <laughs>